pull up a bar stool. Yep, it's going to be entrepreneurship stuff today. John Robinson, JR, my business manager, backup CEO, is here again. And there's going to be a baseball analogy. Yeah. Sorry to say it, as the World Series winds down, uh, we're going to talk about at bat, on deck, in the hole. So, re- referring to your business, we'll make some occasional throwbacks to to baseball and coaching and how it's all related. But uh, we're all here for you, though. It's all about being here for you and your business. And as you plan for the start of 2019, I hope you've got a nice cold one there waiting for you. Sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Lumber Digital on Facebook. Here's another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week we invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on entrepreneurship and other things depending on if you're in JR's mastermind. We're not going to go there. <laughs> it's a funny story. It really is. Um, <laughs> so JR, welcome back. As we normally do, you take the wheel. I think I have a general idea what you want to talk about, but where are we heading today? I, I can't stop giggling, so this is terrible. So um, <clears throat> it's almost the beginning of November. Yay. So we have two months left in the year. And I started thinking about finishing strong and normally this is the period where we start talking about next year for Mm -hmm. john loomer digital and john loomer in general just think about what we want to accomplish in the the upcoming year and we use this time for planning for thinking for creating with that said and the spirit and yes we start this off with final a final baseball story or theme being that the world series just ended yesterday so no more baseball yay (laughs) so i i came up with this idea that said wow what if i looked at the remainder of the year in the same manner as the batting order and i don't know if that's called a batting order but the idea of in the hole on deck and at bat. Is that a batting order? Is that what that is? Basically, yes. It's the current inning, who, who, who is at bat, who's on deck, so who's going to bat next, and who's in the hole, meaning who's, who's going to be third up this inning. Yes. Okay. So, in essence, it's a batting order. Well, what showed up for me is we have two months, and November, it could be an in the hole, right? Meaning in the dugout. And December, we could have on deck. No, no, no. So wouldn't November be uh, on deck and December in the hole? See, I'm mixing it all up. Yeah, all yeah. I care about in January <laughs> is at bat. So January is at bat, right? Oh, so you're going, okay, so you're confusing me. Okay. All right, I'll, start of the year, January. January is when you're up to swing, right? Okay. 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 So it's not What's, a matter of picking out the things that are at bat 
on deck and in the hole. It's more a matter of the months of October or November, December, and January. Uh, you are at back or on deck at bat in the See? hole on deck or at bat for a given project or whatever. What? Yes. Okay. There we go. So I was right the whole time. So yeah, that is exactly what, what I'm thinking. So with that said, before we get into what's in the hole, what's on deck for your business and for you, talk about as you're coaching players first, because I want to get into what I'm supposed to be thinking about when I'm in the dugout, which is in the hole, right? So I'm in the hole. I, I know I'm going to bat because we just got into the inning. I'm nervous. I how, what what goes what what are you coaching your your players to you know to think to to be like in the hole? So you got a couple of uh, responsibilities when you're in the hole. You're observing. Okay. So what is it we got here? What kind of pitcher is on the mound? Um, does he throw fast? Does he throw slow? Does he throw on strikes? Is he wild? Um, we're thinking about what's the situation? How is that? How might that impact my approach when I get to the plate? Uh, are there runners on base? How many outs are there? I mean, that's going to change when he when it comes to the plate. But and you're also cheering on your teammates during that time. I like that. So in the whole observation, situation, and cheering. So those are the three things that you're coaching. You're in the whole player. All right. So we transition to on deck. Mm -hmm. So tell me on deck what it is that they're supposed to be playing, paying attention to. Timing. Right. So tell me what that means. Timing of what? So now you're you're standing there with the bat in your hand, not at the plate, but going through your approach as the pitcher pitches, getting an idea of when you're going to swing uh, based on how fast he throws. So timing in addition to continuation of has the situation changed? What might re my responsibility be when I get up there? Mm-hmm. So, is there any cheering going on? Less of that. Okay. Also, you have a responsibility of uh, if there's going to be a play at home to be behind the plate and tell your teammate whether he should slide or what he should do. So, I'm going to say guiding. Yeah. So, so the, the, the responsibilities of someone who's on deck is to get an understanding of the timing, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Also, to, to look at that situation again, see if conditions change. I would even think weather conditions, right? Because you're in the dugout, you don't really know if it's as windy or whatever. So you're you're in the conditions now, right? Mm -hmm. And then guiding, like you said, is seeing where you may be valuable to to your teammates. Yes. Got it. All right. So we move from in the hole. To on deck to what the batter circle? No, now you're at bat or at bat at bat. Okay. You're, you're in the um in the uh, now. See now you throw me threw me off with your terminology. So now I'm. Okay. 
okay. but anyway so now you get your signs from the coach okay so the first thing you're trying to do is what observe again so you're observing instruction yeah instruction from the coach okay uh relaxing yourself deep breaths okay. thinking through to yourself what you need to do again now we know we have a very specific situation what is it that beyond the signs i may be may want to do because of how many outs there are where the where the batters are or where the runners are on base what the score is what the inning is all those things so observe relax and visualize those would be the three and then hit and then hit okay so then hit all right so walking you through that idea of in the hole on deck and at bat let's take apart and compare that to your business in november is an in the hole month so you said observe observing understanding the situation and sharing i don't know if those directly apply but when you're planning for next year and thinking of this like in the hole in the dugout right now before getting to bat in january what what shows up for you in where you're spending your time what will be really valuable for you in november so first of all before i answer that i think what's really interesting is the similarities between this year and last year at this time right so not only did we start getting gear planning for next year and how what worked what didn't work and how we're going to change but all of a sudden i got some inspiration to do something a little differently that wasn't planned for the year right mm -hmm. so last year is the quick video tutorials this year it's not live yet but working on some quizzes and uh it's just kind of interesting i mean everybody gets uh their inspiration at different times but for me part of the reason why that became an inspiration now is because i'm in i'm in the whole planning for next year i'm like what are we going to do differently this is gonna be one of those things i'm gonna start testing that out and whatnot so um so anyway uh to answer your question uh so, so you're asking me what, what we're it's doing yeah, so it's November, and then again, in the hole. So let's say, let's say you're in the hole for your business right now, and you're in the dugout, and you're thinking about when it's time for you to get up to bat. You said observe. You said that the situation, look at the situation, and doing cheering, meaning as if you're a baseball player. What are some of the, yeah. the principles that you see? For I mean, I think specifically here is, again, what's the situation? It's so looking okay. at uh, what we've done so far this year, mm -hmm. what, what's worked, what hasn't, um, what my responsibilities are, if I want to change those responsibilities, if I want to you know, take a new approach uh, based on what, what has and hasn't worked in the past. And uh, it's a matter of just some initial planning. Mm-hmm. So... So I wrote out in my notes that John Loomer in the month of November, he's looking at the business situation. He's looking at all the situations where his time is being spent, where his energy, where his efforts being spent, seeing what's come easy, seeing what's not come easy, seeing what he doesn't have the energy to do anymore and seeing what he wants to put his energy into, like meaning your preferences. So kind of step one is the situation. Step two is 
what you desire and what you prefer to do when you get up to bat in January. And then start planning for that. Mm-hmm. that. That to me seems like your theme for November when you're in the hole. Yeah. Nice. All right. Now, I know this is going to be a little messier, but we get into December and you're on deck now. I know there's Christmas and I know you're going to eat a lot of food and be distracted. You're not going to run as much. But in December, when you're on deck to start off your year, there's when we're talking about a baseball player, it's the timing, it's the situation when they're on deck and then it's them guiding a bit. Any of those principles show up again for you? I think so. I mean, the whole timing aspect is practice, right? So swinging the bat, watch, watching the ball come across the plate. I'm not at the, at, at the at bat right now. I mean, I'm thinking about, okay, now I am starting to implement uh, the plans. Um, implementing meaning... Um, is what software needs to be in place, uh, what people are responsible for doing certain things to make sure we can execute, uh, making sure that we start uh, turning the gears so that on January 1st, we're ready to roll. Um, also understanding that final two weeks of December will likely be wasted. Wasted mm-hmm. meaning we're not working. Yeah. So we we got a we got a roll here in the first couple of weeks of December. So I'm hearing we got to do some backstage work. Yep. Before there's a performance, we got all this stuff to do backstage to make sure whatever whatever work there is that is going to work. So there's a backstage work. There's a little bit of testing, uh, in testing that goes on to make sure things work, and then there's a bit of guiding. Because I'm going to still use the the comparison that you're going to have to guide people to, of what to expect when you're on deck when we green light something, and that's what our you know weekly morning huddles are for with the team every Monday morning is to guide them and let them know. So I think part of December is once all that backstage stuff is up. Once the testing is being done, then it's kind of guiding people to what to expect and when you're on deck. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. So you're at bat now. It's mm-hmm. January. It's the start of the year. Now, if you literally were swinging the baseball bat, you'd be observing, you'd be relaxing, you'd be visualizing, and then you'd be hitting. Mm-hmm. What is what does that look like for business in January? It's executing. Okay. It's uh, going public. Um, mm. Meaning, you know, whatever it is we've been planning is going live, and mm-hmm. everybody's going to see it now. It's not just behind the scenes. Uh, this is going live. So, new product, new design. Like things we're planning right now include new design. We've been talking about that for a while. Um, but uh, you know kind of tweaks to to products I'll have likely a new training in January Uh, we're looking at uh, uh, some quizzes as a a list builder you know things Mm -hmm. like that that we can start to expect to see uh, 
doesn't have to be January 1st, but early January. Well, when, when I heard you mention that, the three things that showed up for me, yes, execution. Second thing is that front stage performance, which you said was going public. Because there's a part of executing and turning things on, but then there's the actual performance, the actual thing that's that you're going to watch as that month goes on. And as you watch it, you make adjustments, right? Just like any baseball, when you're literally at bat and you swing and you miss, is there any adjusting that goes on in the batter's box when, you know, with anything? Are you are you adjusting to what you see? Maybe. I mean, every time we're, we're thinking about what just happened mm-hmm. and did we take the right approach and do we need to do anything differently? So was I late on that pitch? If so, be you know, be ready. Um, so when you think about business and you think about these tests that you're launching when you're at bat in January, is it the same mindset of what just happened and what should we adjust? I don't know if it's an email campaign. I don't know what adjustments, but what shows up for you when you think about what just happened after you launched something? Oh, when it, so yeah, I mean, it could be a matter of uh, getting feedback on um, like a new launch. And so are people signing up? Um, are we getting traction? Are we getting pushback from people on whatever it is we're doing? Do we need to make an adjustment? So those would all be thoughts. How, how, how important is it to make adjustments when you launch something? Because are you the kind of guy that like, okay, so again, going back to baseball, you get in the batter's box, you swing, you you wait, and there's a ball, you, you know, you're two and one. And then are you the kind of guys like, okay, I'm just going to make a radical adjustment or I'm just going to see what, see what happens? No, I, I mean, I don't think radical adjustments make sense when you're at bat. Okay. It's more of, I mean, to continue this analogy – it's more post game uh, when we're not even coming up to the plate. Yeah, we need to think about whether you know what happened. Is it be, did something? Did a bad result happen because it was out of my hands, or is there something I should have done differently? Is it due to luck, or is it due to my execution? Is something that needs to be tweaked and changed? If it needs to be tweaked and changed then that's something I probably need to practice and work on and not just, you know, do it on a whim. Well, it's funny because as I hear you say that, that is exactly how you lead this business. You are more of a, you know what, wait till we get out of the batter's box, wait till we see the results, and then we'll go back and we will post-mortem that batting experience. We won't make a bunch of real-time tweaks. Because you're yeah. not that, especially because especially I know when we've had numbers that we might have thought were a little slower than we expected, you know, four days out. And I'm sitting there uneasy and saying, hey, what adjustments should we make? And you're just like, no, we're still going to we're still going to state of our principles and our fundamentals and then see what happens. And and then look after like post experience. Yeah, I mean, part of it for me, and it'd be it's kind of lighting a fire. Like if if we're not getting the results we we're expecting, 
or make sure that I'm doing everything that I need to be doing, or that I need to be doing that I plan to be doing. Not necessarily do anything differently, but make sure I'm executing cleanly um, according to plan. Uh, was it because I'm, I'm being lazy and I missed something? And I didn't do things the way I, I plan to do them. Um, so we can make those kinds of tweaks, but mid-flight, completely changing our approach, not I don't I definitely don't agree with. And uh, so yeah, it's it's after that product launch, after that launch has been, or after that product is complete, like a training or whatever, then we can talk about it. You know, should we do something different this next time? Yeah. Well, the the thing that, as you say that, what came to me was just kind of how you approach radical change. And when I think about that, I think of like some people like Tiger Woods changed his entire swing, like said, I'm reengineering my entire swing after I can't remember what year and what season it was when he was already winning, like he was killing it and then decided to redo his entire swing so he could become better. Are you that kind of guy that looks at business or looks at even baseball and swing, especially with the boys? Like, what if they said, hey, I want to change my entire swing, like JJ, I want to change my entire swing and the way I approach the the batter's box. What, What would you say to that? What would you say to him saying that? I think first you have to ask why mm-hmm. um, and if, if there are good reasons for that and if those changes are going to make the difference that you're looking for. So, um, you know, com- comparing again to business, um, like if something's not working, the immediate, you can't just make an immediate knee-jerk response, well, it's because I needed to do, I needed to promote it more. Or this this email campaign was bad. I need to do it differently. Like, just like in baseball, there are a whole lot of factors that contribute. Sometimes you do everything right, and it just didn't happen that time. Maybe it's due to timing. Maybe it's the holidays, and the holidays were a bad time. I don't know. Just throwing some out there. Uh, maybe um, the topic I chose for a training didn't get any traction, and people weren't all that interested in it. So what can we do to make sure the topic gets traction? It's something that we can survey the audience on and say, hey, what do you think? So before we even launch it. Or, you know, is it a matter of my email list and my email list needing to be fresh? And then are, what are we, are we doing enough to, to build that list to make sure we're bringing in relevant people? So, I mean, the thing is, it's, I think we often look at for quick fixes and, again, knee-jerk reactions to this isn't working, got to do it differently. In reality, there, you could have done everything fine. And the, the cause for whatever is happening may not be clear. You may not completely figure it out. Starting from scratch and doing everything differently isn't necessarily going to solve the problem. Maybe you just make a minor tweak the next time it all works. It's all about testing too. Yeah, the the idea of a slump shows up to me when and, you. And it, it's a good good uh, word because lots of slumps have nothing to do with bad process. It's just bad luck. It's just circumstance. And if you were to repeat that same thing again, you'd have success. And all of a sudden, yeah, I must have 
done this differently, done that differently. That's why I'm at. No, you did everything the same. So JJ comes to you and says, hey, dad, I want to change my swing entirely because I feel like, I don't know, his shoulder was, what, what was, wasn't something wrong with his shoulder or something? Yeah, he's, he's still working back from that. Right. So he has, for, for those of us in JJ is, is John's son and he has an injury or his shoulder is, is tweaked or not full potential. And I'm like, all right, what have he said to you? Hey dad, I want to change my swing because my shoulder, my shoulder's hurting. I want to you know, do something different to where I feel like th- this process, he won't use the word process, but just doesn't feel right anymore. What would you say, like, no, that's not possible, or, hey, stick with it, we'll fix that problem. It's not your swing, it's your shoulder. Now, how do you look at that? How do you look at that if he, he approached you like that and just said, change the swing? And it's Well, if the swing hurts the shoulder, yeah, there's a whole lot of other things that we need to do. It has nothing to do with his swing. We need to fix the shoulder first, and you shouldn't be swinging. So kind of like when he was throwing and throwing all funny to make sure it didn't hurt anymore, you can't just always, you can't use bad mechanics to fix something so you don't hurt. Um, so again, it's process. And so are, are you using the proper process to get results? And if you're not, is it because there's something that's pre- preventing you from using the proper process? Are you using the proper process, just not getting the results right now? I mean, that's all. That's kind of diff- difficult to decipher sometimes. But it's a lot easier, I think, for a baseball coach to notice that than in business. Because a ba- like baseball coach, you see line drives hit everywhere that people are catching. Mm-hmm. And the player sometimes doesn't notice it, and they think I'm doing something wrong because I got out. In business, it could be you, like you have to notice those line drives are getting caught. It's like you got something that got a whole lot of attention maybe a ton of traffic to the landing page maybe a bunch of people added to cart but they didn't finalize for some reason yeah. um yeah, that's the I, kind of thing I, I, don't know. I love the word bad words bad mechanics because when i think of bad mechanics and marketing and maybe this isn't the right way to say this but bad mechanics is like over promises big offers stuff that's just not really achievable but it attracts people and then of course it attracts these people you made these big promises and then they buy and then oh, after the yeah. fact you, you've got all this commentary that can be searchable on google that says that was a sham <laughs> i didn't make a million in 30 days I didn't, and I think as entrepreneurs, online entrepreneurs, I think we tend to take easier routes of discounting and and making big promises as mechanics when the process, which you said, bad process or bad luck, it probably could lend to bad luck if you have a good process and your results aren't what they are. If you're out there putting great free content building trust, gaining momentum, getting feedback, and people begin to understand what you write and what you put out there, what service it is, is valuable to them, then if the results aren't there, it's probably just bad luck or the bad, or the wrong target, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, 
I think it all, it's all about process and making sure that we stick to good process and, and don't be don't become inconsistent right so and it's a good analogy again with with what we're talking about because if you if you launch a course didn't work didn't get the sales that you wanted the immediate instinct may be to make drastic changes i need to lower the price that's why people aren't buying it it's too expensive it's like so um and I think that's that's the response I think we get from a lot of marketers and, and as opposed to believing in yourself and your product that is priced appropriately already, understanding the psychology of changing the price and that it could send the wrong message and attract the wrong people, um, that you can even get now a short-term windfall as a result of making those mechanical changes that long term you may suffer from so it sounds to me like if you're in the batter's box and you you're at bat and you get a hit maybe the hit was just kind of lucky mm-hmm. <laughs> that happens that happens a lot and then you'll hear from mom and dad and maybe even the coach great hit <laughs> Good job. Great at bat. He's like, I'm going to do that again next time. And it doesn't work next time or the time after that or the time after that. He got lucky. Um, I'm going to tell you that this is the best lowest offer ever this time. And yeah. I just said that last week. And then I'm going to do it next week. It's the lowest ever, ever. I see this constantly where every time I look up, I thought you just said that was the lowest price for this monthly membership, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what to believe. I almost want to look at my email boxes and see the dates and then to say, okay, was this the last time he, he or she promised this? Is this really the last time offer? Like that to me, last time offers, um, you're going to miss out and blah, blah, blah. Kind of looks like a phony swing it's not to me a fundamentally sound swing yeah, yeah they're, getting hits, they're getting the hits and they're bragging about it like hey i sold a million people you just sold a million dollars to people that you bought from you because you were just sharing how you sold to them yeah yeah i mean discounting is a whole nother topic but i i see discounting working for um true e-commerce goods and goods like during holidays and things like that where people are looking for deals. But as far as like digital products, things that are priced for a reason based on value and how much time you put into it, uh, I, th I think the constant discounting devalues it and uh, just comes off slimy. Because it's like, yes, we know every almost everything you offer in terms of a digital product can be offered for less hmm. but is do you want to do you want to have that out there that you're always willing to offer it for less and then you make some people mad because they're, well, well, why did this person get it for less and I didn't um, and there's so much psychology and pricing and we can't really go into today yeah no you've done a good job helping me understand in the whole on deck and at bat so with that said i think you hit a home run yeah. 
but maybe it was a lucky swing. <laughs> it probably was. I was goofing off in the dugout. I was talking to my mom when I was on deck. Wasn't even paying attention. Got up there and just swung as hard as I could. It's gone. I'm going to do it again next time. Right. That's true. All right. Thank you, sir. That's what, that's what I wanted to get across. All right. Thanks, JR. Thanks for everybody, PHC entrepreneurs, for paying attention. I see you, Karina. And uh, for everybody who's uh, listening via the podcast, appreciate you. Until next time, do awesome things. We're out.